And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. So how long do you plan to stay on Mars? Two weeks. Have you brought any fruits or vegetables onto the planet? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. What the fuck did I do wrong? You blamed Quaid! You blamed about Mars! Get off your... Get ready for a surprise! Welcome to Mars, man! Please state a street and number. Shit. Shit! I'm not familiar with that address. Would you please repeat that? Uh, 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 You're not here. Neither am I. That's amazing. <laughs> Where are we? Well, my boy, you're a hero. Fuck you. Hello and welcome to Commentary Monthly Mondays. Arnold Schwarzenegger. We have a very good movie because I'm in it. It's called Total Recall. And it's going to be one of the most annoying podcasts of all time. Because Chris Honeywell <laughs> thinks he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's not a bad Arnold impersonation. That's though. good because get used to it, man. <laughs> it's Total Recall Night. I'm Chris oh, Honeywell no. and I'm here with Scott Gardner. And we've been doing a lot of Spielberg movies and and movies that we've been approaching reverently, like The Rocketeer, that we've been just like, you know, besides stuff that Michael Bailey says. But, you know, I mean, we've been (laughs) approaching much-loved material. Tonight, this is a much-loved movie. I gotta say, I love this movie. But this movie is is like, like some, like, it's like junk food. But it's good, healthy junk food, but it is just fun in a bucket. Well, you know what? Speaking of Michael Bailey, you, you could almost, <laughs> almost take this as a kind of like, um, how can I put this delicately? Oh, piss on Michael Bailey episode because he hates this movie. Really? So, <laughs> yes, he does, and I can't figure out why. So well, I'm good. Going, then, I'm hoping... then we can slander him because he won't be listening to the commentary. <laughs> Although I'm now, sure people... On the other hand, I'm kind of hoping maybe we can bring it up to the table yeah. that he'll he'll want to take a second look at it. But uh... Yeah, I mean, come on, Michael <laughs> Bailey. Do you have a problem with fun? Really? I think this is a good... Um, I think this is a good, intelligent sci-fi movie disguised as a stupid action movie. It's Paul Verhoeven. That's his, that's his, his bread whole and shtick. butter, yes. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's why I think he's just so brilliant. Um, before the show started, I was trying to tell Scott he's got to see uh, Starship Troopers, which is probably his yep. most satirical, just, uh, uh, it's his most unapologetically popcorn 
you know, fluffy looking movie, but when you dig under the surface of it, there's plenty of great, fun stuff in there. And the same with this. Well, this was based on <clears throat> Philip K. Dick book, too, which is always full of, um, you know, great mind fuckery and, <laughs> you know, what is real and what is not and always keeping you on your toes of it. So the combination of the two is just um, just brilliant, you know, in, in, in this. And this was, this was in Arnold's career before he became sort of a parody of himself. You know, this was... Yeah. Sort of yeah. uh, almost immediately after this, when the catchphrases got really stupid, but they're in here. But they're in the hands of they're in the hands of a master director, and you know the the you know Schwarzenegger is is doing real acting in this. He is, um, which he does quite a bit actually. You know, I don't want to say he's. A this bad was actor. the first. This was the first time though. This was the first time that. He was both billed as the lead, but also was trying to be a leading man. Yes, you know he he was really trying to overcome his. Um, Muscle I don't know head. what you would call. Well, no, not I don't know what you call it because he doesn't have a speech impediment per se. It's an accent. It's just it's an accent that that a lot of people have trouble with, and this was the first time that he was really trying to overcome that and. Uh, and I think he does a good job. German accents usually, like, in in stereotype land, either mean evil or very smart, you know? You know, like a Sigmund Freud type. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, evil, you know? Just when I say evil, you know, yeah, it's the Nazi right, connotation. Right. Or as, like, a, you know, as a very smart scientist. Right. Yeah, yeah Arnold's accent has been defined as just, like... You know, meathead. Although this guy has become a governor of a state and you know made himself a lot of money and a lot of babies too, apparently. But that's another story (laughs) altogether. But you know, one of the I was looking at something online about this today, and it it kind of summed up in words a, a feeling that I'd had about this movie for a long time, but wasn't quite able to to put my finger on. And I, I think one of the reasons I've always really enjoyed this is that this is kind of the last of those kind of movies that we really, really enjoyed. This, you know, from their heyday, you know, like, you know, like Star Wars and Close Encounters and Superman and, and movies like that from the from the late 70s right through the 80s. You know, the movies of our childhood, because right after this, the very next big thing after this was T2, which heralded the beginning of the CGI era. And kind of the end of of the old uh, Hollywood special effects picture that was done as practical, because everything in this is practical. The only CG in this entire movie is the the X ray scanner sequence, which looks brilliant, and you know doesn't really immediately come to mind as CG. And because that I like effect that. is so it would be so easy these days, you know, kids, right? Kids with their computers could do that effect these days, but back in the day, that was a really neat effect. Yeah, and they were, and and like a few years before that, they would have just had to hand animate that, you know, effect or like render each frame on a computer. And well, real quick before we get started on this, I just wanted to give a word of explanation that uh, you know we had thrown out movies. Uh, you know, there, basically we had a three way tie going on the on the forum the last time uh, the last time around for commentary monthly Monday, and uh, you know we have not forgotten any of those movies. We kind of have. So Sort of a plan working with this, but basically what we had going on was we had a three-way tie bef- between Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, 
Now, with that movie, we do plan to do that. However, now that we're doing Indiana Jones coverage on Star Wars Monthly Monday, I kind of want to just hold that movie in reserve because eventually we will get to that movie in the course of covering the comics. So I would rather just get to it in the natural progression of that. Plus, we just did Raiders and we've done what? We did Jaws as well. So I don't want to be too Spielberg heavy. That's another reason why another movie on the list, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that's why we're holding off on that one for right now. We will do that one. But again, you know, I didn't want it to just be, you know, a Spielberg fest. I want to do other movies as well. Plus, I feel like I learned kind of a harsh, harsh lesson last time around with Commentary Monthly Monday. And the copy that I had was not the same copy that Chris and Mike had. Oh, yeah, that was Comics so Monthly I, Monday. But yeah, the last oh, commentary. You're right, we did. right, you're right. But, you know, it was the last commentary we did. And it was very frustrating, both for me and I imagine for some of the listeners as well, to try to avoid that. From now on, I'm really going to make more of an effort to make sure that we all are on the same page with the same media. So. We're working on that, folks. Stay tuned for uh, for Close Encounters. We'll get that sorted out. The last one, of course, was Alien, and we have a plan for that one as well because Prometheus is coming up, so we want to try to do something that will tie in with the release of that movie. So, again, you know, we will address them all, just not quite the way we originally planned. So where does Total Recall come from? Honestly, that just comes from, uh, you know, I threw the idea to Chris. is like, you know, it seemed like I'm always picking these things. Why don't you pick one? And pick, Chris picked this movie, and I immediately jumped on it because it's a movie that I remembered really loving. However, I hadn't watched it in quite a long time. So I dug it out, rewatched it the other day, and I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, I did the yes. same thing. I, yes, I, I don't know yes. what it was that made me think Total Recall. But something just made, oh, you know what it was? Because they're making the remake of Total Recall. And I don't, I didn't think it looked that good. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather, I'd like to do, I, you know, because I, all my friends are going, oh, I love the way the the new Total Recall is looking. I think it looks really good, and it looks like it might be more Philip K. Dick like and all that. And I'm like, how are you going to make an improvement over Paul Verhoeven? You're just not. You, I, I, and and I hope to prove it today. But then. I, I had this, you know, and, and I will present my argument for why th- this movie probably shouldn't be remade. But then it reminded me, and I went to YouTube and I watched the Arnold Schwarzenegger commentary track for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to watch commentary tracks before we do something because I don't want it to influence me. And you know what? I was right because... I was almost shitting my pants laughing watching this because Arnold basically just describes what's going on on screen <laughs> and it's inspired me. So I, I, I think Arnold <laughs> will be making a few appearances to tell everybody what's <laughs> happening and why it's important to the story and, 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 and the plot and all that. So forgive my terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> channeling, but you're stuck with it for the next hour and 40 minutes or whatever. Well, there's two things I think this movie doesn't need. I don't think it needs a remake, and I don't think it ever needed sequels. No. And, uh, you know, because I, th- I think, especially the sequel thing, because I think that that totally... It wraps it up itself yeah, well, up in its own little knot, you know? Well, it destroys the the fun of this movie, because the, the, big, the big thing for this movie is walking away at the end and trying to decide, okay, which was it? Was it... Did it really happen, or, or was it just all have in his a, mind? Did he just have a great vacation? <laughs> did right. he just have the best vacation he's ever had? Yeah, or did he have a, a psychotic meltdown, or is he really a secret agent? It's Yeah, it's Philip K. Dick all the way through. Philip mm-hmm. K. Dick's more mopey about it. You know, Paul Verhoeven makes it fun. 
<laughs> he makes well, mopey fun. All right. I'm, uh, I'm paused right at zero, zero, so are we ready to get into this? Okay, girly man. Um, <laughs> we're going to do countdown from three to zero, and when I say go, you'll go. Three, two, one, go. I can't tell if that's Arnold or Boris Badenov. <laughs> so, Moose. <laughs> <laughs> This is Maybe the movie Boris company I will show up too. <laughs> I was trying to think of uh, a movie company when we were doing some movie or talking about some movie or doing a commentary or some shit not long ago, and it was Coralco was the one I was trying to think of because they're gone now. I they... always think of them as Carolco. Carolco, maybe Carol that's. Co. It. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't know. Sure I think Carolco sounds more likely. It's really funny. This 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 mu the music and the. Uh, and the and the just the beginning of this movie really has a Terminator feel to oh, it. Oh yeah, da, 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 you know the theme and everything. So this is uh, Jerry Goldsmith, and uh, from what I've read or heard, you know this is actually one of his uh, uh, more popular and and best received scores. I like the theme, and overall, I like the soundtrack. However, not one of my favorite. Uh, Goldsmith scores. I, I think he's got a lot of them that are that are you know that I, well at least that I enjoy more. But uh, you know it's not a bad one. I do like the theme though. I think the the overall theme and to it is Ronnie good. Cox. I like Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox was very good to work for, but he was very breakable. <laughs> Coming right off of uh, RoboCop, who uh, Verkoben also directed oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah, Ver Verhoeven has a good stable of of American character actor tough guys that he likes to put in his movies, which I always I love all the tough guy character actors, you know. And um, I can't remember the actor, but he's been in a bunch of Verhoeven movies. It's in um, um, the uh, the one we were just talking about with the bugs. Um, Oh, a Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers plays a, the drills, a drill sergeant, and uh, oh, I didn't know Dan O'Bannon had a uh, had a hand in the uh, screenplay in the story of this. His name is familiar. What's he? What else has he done? Oh, well, he he worked on Alien. He's been involved in Star Wars movies. He we just covered him on the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. As he was he acted in and was a writer, you know. Uh, in, involved in Dark Star, John Carpenter's first movie. Practical models. Look at those. Look yeah. at those models of Mars with a with a cut mat in in it. <laughs> it looks classic. like Planet Hell from Next Generation. This reminds me of 2001 and um, Episode Three. Episode <laughs> Three, yeah. Yeah, it does. And another thing that Verhoeven has a lot of pyramids in his movies, and and Mars has a definite uh definite pyramid um theme running in it this is i'm wearing a helmet because you can't breathe the air in mars <laughs> and i'd like to kiss her because she's a very pretty woman almost as pretty as my 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 <laughs> babysitter this is where i fall <laughs> And I'm and I'm very scared because I'm falling. Oh no! I broke my and now the air it hurts. The air hurts. <laughs> oh! Is this Sharon Stone's first movie, or is this just the first movie I ever saw her in? It might be the first movie where I. Jeez, I 
I'd like to say Fatal Attraction was before this, wasn't it? She Maybe wasn't not. in Fatal Attraction, was she? Sharon Stone? Yeah. Was she in that movie? Wasn't that who's, uh, hoo-ha you saw in no, Fatal Attraction? That, oh, you're thinking of uh, Basic Instinct. No, Basic that's Instinct. After yes, yeah, that's yes, yes. Yeah, Fatal see, Attraction yeah, that, was Glenn Close, but you did yeah. not see her hoo-ha in that movie. See, I want to say that this this might be... Maybe not her first movie, but this was like her breakout thing because she's in, you know, she's in a Schwarzenegger movie. And then not long after this, she was, you know, she she was one of the stars in uh, in Basic Instinct. Is that a Verhoeven movie, too? Basic Instinct? I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I think it was Joel Esterhaus wrote it, who ended up writing Showgirls for Verhoeven. Uh, that's one of the Verhoeven movies I have not seen is Showgirls. Now, maybe I'm now prejudiced because she is a big star now or had been at one point. But I do not see Arnold Schwarzenegger married to Sharon Stone. I just can't I can't picture that somehow. Really? Yeah. Well, for one thing, he likes ugly women in real life. And I think obviously. That, yeah. Well, I don't, you know, I think he does the, if you want to be a happy for the rest of your life, you know, don't make a pretty woman your wife. Although, you know, he did that definitely didn't work out with his, uh, with his, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted now by Sean's almost breasts. Don't talk when there's boobies on the screen. God this, damn it. Do you the, not know the basic rules of Scott Gardner here? <laughs> this is the part where I'm, I'm making a protein shake. You know, protein shakes are very important. I told, uh, I told the director Paul that I wanted to put protein shakes in the movie as a sort of sub- subliminal advertisement for good health. Are you gonna do that through the whole commentary? <laughs> yeah, I told you you were gonna hate me. <laughs> but you said that that was what he does through the. Commentary. That's what he that does. He does. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm a sick person. Sorry, Verhoeven. I thought this idea of the of the wall uh, the wall TVs was pretty cool. Well, see, co- I like going back and watching these uh, these sci-fi movies from around this era because a lot of this stuff has now come true or something very close to it. Or is on the yeah. Well, they're talking about making video screens that you can paint on a wall now, so it would be technically very much like this and there, actually there's hotel rooms in japan that have big screens on the wall like that where you can put background you know forest backgrounds oh, yeah. or whatever in lieu of windows verhoven's such a perv man i'm telling you he has a certain type of woman and we'll find out exactly what type in this movie in just a short while but all his women are these which is great because i enjoy that type of woman too you know the <laughs> athletic sort of European style, you know, Anna Kornikova sort of lady. And like all his, all the women in his movies are always that set. That's it. You could tell he's casting them. So he has them around the, the set. So he has access to them. I'm, I know it. I know a, mo- a movie director perv when I see one. Athletic and sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he <laughs> likes them. <laughs> I just realized that Ronnie Cox looks like he's on DS9 and some of the shots of him there. Yes. <laughs> the set, a lot of the sets are very DS9 and, yeah. and Star Trek on this. I, I noticed that when I was watching it before. Yeah. It, 
Oh, what man hasn't gotten a little and then watch TV at the same time? Come on. Yeah, but you're going to watch Ronnie Cox while you got Sharon Stone straddling you? Come on, and you can't, <laughs> you can't tear your eyes away from him? Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever dear. <laughs> Come on. But that's just because he knows that it's not really his wife. Well, we know ESPN will still be around in the future. <laughs> going to have to buy some stock in ESPN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder what the hell year this is supposed to be anyway. I don't think it ever does say. No, that's always a good idea. Yeah. Not to do that. That's true. It ruins it for future TV viewers. She was kind of cute before she became a complete hoe. There's nothing not cute about being a complete hoe. You know, I mean, nowadays, yeah, she's definitely, like, I don't know if she's doing the plastic surgery or stuff, but, yeah, but still, uh, she's always been pretty. She's just kind of, like, got that crazy actress personality that makes her not attractive. I love the way the just, the, the, you see, this is also how you can tell when a movie was filmed is how the futuristic people still have a little bit of 80s and 90s to them, mm -hmm. even though they're still in the future. That's cool. That was such a big, I mean, I, I remember them milking that effect in all the previews for this, you know, oh, yeah. see all the previews for it. That was like one of the big things that they, that they showed you. And I like how, see, the subway is just pretty much not that different than <laughs> the subway nowadays, which really makes me... Well, what's um, funny is a lot of this stuff here was filmed in Mexico City, and all they did really to futurize it was they put those video screens mm -hmm. in, which a lot of subways and buses these days have those in. have those, so, yeah. I love this guy. I don't know what his name is, that actor, but I like that guy. Uh, well, he, and, should, uh, he's, he should be the actor they get to play Droopy Dog when they make the live-action Droopy Dog movie. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll eventually, uh, this season, we'll get to um, a next-gen episode that he, he guest stars on next-gen as this just complete asshole alien that uh, plays a video game with Data. Oh, oh, this is the part where I'm talking with my best friend Danny DeVito, and uh, he tells me I'm stupid. <laughs> Arnold looks like and an I can't action. remember that guy's name either. What is it, Robert... Is it Costanza? Costanzo? Is that his name? I don't know, but he looks like George Costanza from Seinfeld, so <laughs> it makes it all. I think you're right. It is. He's usually has. He usually has a mustache when he does movies. Did you ever see? Uh, or I mean, uh, did you ever watch any of uh, Batman the animated series? Very little of it, but I have seen some. God, Arnold looks just like an action figure in this. He was. Uh... He was uh, the voice of Harvey Bullock, you know, Detective Bullock in Batman the Animated Series. That makes I, sense. I, I love the guy's voice. He's got a great voice. He was also the asshole that has uh, John McClane's car towed at the very beginning right. of Right. I'm trying to think. There's another Just movie. Let's bring a new car, pal. Yeah, there's <laughs> another. It's worth a shit, but that's what he says. There's, a, there's another movie that I'm picturing him where he was a really sleazy character. And I don't know if it was Men in Black. That's a cool effect right there. Yeah, it's so cool they have her doing it, like, multiple times. <laughs> but see, even every 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 woman is, if you notice in a Paul Verhoeven movie, they're all sort of built the same, unless it's going to be, like, a comically large woman or something like that. I think Verhoeven is, like, I think he's fascinated with American, like, 
almost stereotypes, you know? And Checking he might, out his ass, you see that? I, I, I told Verhoeven to, to tell the actress to do that because I figure in real life she'd be checking out my butt. <laughs> That's why this I guy looks really chicken. familiar, but I, I can't decide if it's because he looks like Michael McKean or if it's just oh, that yeah. I know him from something else. You know what I mean? That's the problem with movies like this is they're chock full of people you've seen in other movies, but a lot of times it's like a walk-on role or something. I can't remember what the hell you know the the I role know. was in some and, other movie. And Verhoeven always casts millions of them. You know, he just casts. So it's that little clip he just played looked like the credit sequence to uh, to TNG, didn't it? Yeah, the well. planet streaking by. I guess I got to ask you right at the beginning of this. What do you what is your conclusion at the end of this? Did it really happen or was it all in his mind? I like to think that the guy got the greatest vacation of his life. And well, I don't know. The the one of the things it comes in later, but there's a telling scene later. But the thing is anything that's a tell whether it's real or whether he's really a secret agent or not can also be written off as part of the program too. So right. it's, I mean, it's just so literally Im impossible to tell. I like to think that it's more likely, you know, if in reality that he would have been, you know, this would have been a vacation he went on. But also judging by the people. So all in his mind is what you're saying. Yes, but but judging by the people who are running the the company, I don't know if they'd be creative enough to come up with that awesome of a vacation, you know. I mean, well, see the doctor that tries to talk him out of it a little bit later, it, which is, by the way, that's the scene that convinces convinces me that it is all in his head. The doctor says that he is now creating the program himself. That right. they basically gave him everything he needed to run. And you know, it, the program, and, it, and, if you and, reject and now it, he's stuck in a, psych a psychosis where he's creating the program himself. And this is one of those movies, I've literally watched this movie hundreds of times, be and it was mostly because I really wanted to see if I could figure out definitively which I thought it was, because I've gone back and forth for years on which I thought it was. And if you really, really, really pay attention to the dialogue of every character, no matter you know how far in the background, how low the audio, whatever, if you really pay attention to all the dialogue in the sequence where they're putting him in the chair to start the program, that dialogue convinces me that it's all in his mind because they give him everything that ends up panning out. Blue right. skies on Mars, the alien shit, you know, all of that. It right. all ends up playing in, but the and, scene and, like and in the, and in the context uh -huh. of it, those people aren't involved with the gov with his secret government agency either. So right, yeah, so they shouldn't know anything about that. But then again, this could all be part of his program too. You know, at some point he could. You know, you don't know how far back it goes. And the thing about the doctor is, the doctor's trying to convince him to come back <laughs> with him symbolically, so that. You know, he could come out of his 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 psychotic, you know, attack. And then what and, and Arnold actually says it in the commentary. He's like, here's the part where the sweat comes down. And I know that, he, you know, that he's a real person. And um, which gives you a clue as to what the director told him is, is this guy's a real person now. 
But if if that if at that point it was a simulation and they told him, you know, if you don't come with me, you're stuck in the simulation. Why would the simulation put the sweat running down his face to convince because Arnold that it was real so he would continue on and still be stuck? Right. I like yeah. how it leaves a red mark on his neck when she injects him. Yeah. That, that was really neat. And once I know again, I have seen effect. this chick in something else, but I just can never place where I've seen her. But she's cute. It's hard. It's hard to say because she's all decked out as scientist lady. So you know, if you if you took her hair down and put her in a different outfit, she'd look completely different. And here here's where here's where you find out find out <laughs> Ver, Verhoeven's I know voluptuous. <laughs> Athletic, and he picks athletic, which is totally. I mean, right here is Verhoeven saying what kind of lady he likes, because these are because what they're Sneaky designing seat. on this on the screen is uh, very sleazy. Me Mexican, I, I want her to be a maid. <laughs> she must weigh two hundred and fifty pounds and be a Mexican maid. <laughs> sleazy. <laughs> and sleazy. <laughs> I don't mean to be cruel, but that woman is fugly, in my opinion. The, the one that he ends up falling for on Mars. I think she was supposed to be pretty in a, um, Mars. Marion Ravenwood sort of way, but. I wonder if that is Arnold on the TV screen right there, doing the. Oh, it very, yeah, it very well could be, couldn't it? <laughs> I love this scene. What is it? Better get down here. I was a very important client. It looks like we got another schizoid ambulance. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, somebody's sitting in the office of getting there. They, they hear the word schizoid embolism. It can't be. This is my favorite right here. This is the part where they told me to scream you loud. See, I love. <laughs> His voices and faces in this. He's very yes. Kirk-like in this. Oh, yeah. I love, you know, the problem with him is that his his screams aren't... Uh, like, Shatner's like the the, the male Fay Ray, whereas Schwarzenegger just makes, like, animal sounds. He's like... <laughs> he sounds like he's got, like... Like he's a bear eating meat or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ow, ow, ow. I love this. This would probably how it would be really be with Schwarzenegger. It's just like giving him enough tranquilizer for 15 elephants. <laughs> then he just peacefully takes a nap. Lucky they didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That guy almost looks a little bit like Max Headroom, too. He's got a little Max <laughs> Headroom to him. <laughs> you see, but this... I was going to say, this adds to the to it being him really being a spy, but this could also be the program kicking in at this point. I love that! <laughs> How many... <laughs> How many times have you ever just slapped a coworker while having an argue with him? Just slapped him down to the she ground. She looks so familiar to me, but I just can't place her where I know her from. Oh, 
<laughs> Future cars. Now, do you know who this is playing the Johnny Cab? Is it is it Jim Carrey? No. It sounds like Jim Carrey doing. No, I have no idea. It's Robert Picardo, who went on to be the the holographic doctor on um, oh. Voyager. Jesus. Jesus Christ, that guy's never gonna be allowed to play a real human, is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably thinking, "What the hell's wrong with me?" <laughs> In this part, I'm very confused because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> He plays very confused very well. I, I feel like I've been, I've been taking elephant tranquilizers. <laughs> See, this movie has so many lines that mm -hmm. I love. Because this one is one that I used to use on... Uh, I used to... When I worked at uh, Saturday Night Day there in, um, in Rochester when we were living together... I had that manager, his name was Bill, and we all used to like to pick on him all the time. You know, good-naturedly, though. But there's this line that he's going to say here, and he goes, You blab, Quaid! You blab about Mars! And I used to say that to Bill all the freaking time. I used to go, You blab, Bill! You blabbed about Mars! Randy-style, grabbing him yeah. by the back of the head. <laughs> this is the part I'm very confused, because I don't know anything about Mars. Didn't they throw me against the pavement? But I'm I'm mad, but I'm not very mad because my teeth are still whole. I love this. Get out of them. This I remember seeing this movie in the theater, and this was the exact point where everybody that I came with were like, "Oh my god, this movie's gonna rock." This is where all of a sudden we realized that this movie was gonna be an explosion of violence, and Arnold Schwarzenegger just listen to how many crunching sounds they dubbed into every and every 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 bullet wound and bullet hole is so lovingly portrayed in this movie I just like the look on his face right there like oh you want some too <laughs> you know you know very well chris here's the part i don't know how i what, what i did i don't know how i did it that's actually what he actually said i'm very confused because i don't know how i beat up all these people i'm like what the hell because you were very... Oh, what the hell is Barry Manilow doing there? <laughs> I thought it was Barry Gibb. <laughs> oh, Barry Gibb. Either one. <laughs> well, you, were, you were privy to the whole horrible thing when it happened, so you know that I do not really have any uh, fond memories of Denise. Right. But I'm pretty sure she and I saw this movie together, and I remember it being like one of the few times that I, I really had a riot at the movies with her because we were both laughing our asses off through this entire movie because she was a huge Schwarzenegger fan. And I wasn't really, but I like <laughs> I just like the well, old... It's got the I, violence and stuff. Yes. Yeah, this has everything for Scott Gardner. Yep. <laughs> Boobs, three at a time. Boobs, it's got gunplay, it's got explosions and car crashes and just over-the-top ridiculous friggin violence idiotic lines that are just expertly delivered considered a divorce <laughs> <laughs> I've got it too <laughs> god damn I love that little outfit she's got on right there so did Verhoeven he picked it out specially <laughs> yeah. for her <laughs> I know he did. I'm kidding. Inside, he is. Oh, I love that guy. Love he's got, that. He's got the eyes of a killer. 
<laughs> He's got like literally like the steel when people describe people as steely eyed. That's what they're talking about. Dude, seriously, we need to we need to shit or get off the pot with uh, with our coverage of uh, of Superman, the animated series and Justice League and all that, because Michael Ironside was uh, dark side. Oh, God. And he was great. He's just got the voice for it, you know? He chucks a chair at <laughs> And that's literally the noise he makes. <laughs> He's always making like these Y sounds when you <laughs> during the commentary oh, during the commentary no, in, that, in the commentary during that part he goes, Ow. Ow. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love that. And at that part, he laughs in the commentary. He goes, ha, ha, ha. Why are you doing this? Oh, shit. All right, I sympathize right here because I've been attacked by a crazy bitch with a knife, too, and it's not fun, let me tell you. Ah! Jesus. Stop that shit. Spe speaking of the Kirk moment, he gets the classic Kirk slash across the chest right there. I said talk. What'd you say? You're a dog. What? It's a dog. If you shoot me, you're going to blow your forearm <laughs> off, you idiot. <laughs> that time I got anal on my birthday, is that implanted too? <laughs> Can she bend over just a little further, please? Uh, that's, that's exactly what Verhoeven said. Thank Excuse you, drive-thru. Miss Stone, could you bend over just a little bit more? <laughs> Where, who are the people that had to sit and squirt Ar Arnie down with sweat through this whole movie? I hate to be... Uh, Get some more on know, his shoulders. His shoulders aren't sweaty enough. I hate to break up this little conversation, but you're bleeding to death, asshole. <laughs> Did she not just cut right across his wrist? Yeah, but it was just a, it was just, it was just so a flesh wound. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <gasps> oh, shit. This movie is chock full of bit actors that I really like that I have no idea what the hell their names are because there's another guy coming in. Oh, he just pulled a Kirk. Yeah. Except he didn't kiss her first. What the hell, Arnie? You know what, Kirk? Kirk should have had more Schwarzenegger-esque one-liners. After he punches out Shawnee, he should have said, nice knowing you. No, they gave Kirk whole lines, you know. <laughs> I mean, I have had enough of you is probably... <laughs> as close as you're going to get to an Arnold line for Shatner. I have had enough of you. I, I have had enough of you. Nice perm. <laughs> I love it. The bosses are just always like kicking, or coworkers are always just kicking each other's ass in this show. All right, this is another reason why I don't understand why Michael Bailey doesn't like this movie. Because that dude walking around right there, that dude with the tricorder, 
he was Captain Cold on the Flash TV series that I know Mike is a huge fan of, just like me. So I, I don't know why he doesn't like this movie, because that guy's cool. <laughs> so he should like it just for the presence of he that should, guy. just because that guy's <laughs> in it. Absolutely. Come on. It's got it's got Schwarzenegger, and it's got Captain Cold in it, and it's got Darkseid in it. Come on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, come up for air already. Uh-huh. I could taste Schwarzenegger on you. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what Arnold's. Well, never mind. (laughs) Tastes like goat sweat and sauerkraut. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. Did you see that one guy almost tripped down the stairs? (laughs) He almost did a header. (laughs) Uh, I'm not throwing people out of the way. Uh oh. I like how he stops in the middle of it to look both at all. Man, this is man, where I realize I got the helmets doing that. This is a great effect right here, though. It really yeah. is. That's cool as hell. That's not Schwarzenegger either. <laughs> that one security guard just gave up. Wow, fuck it. He ran away. Uh, there's somebody <laughs> else is chasing him. <laughs> They'll get him. And he just turned away like, ah, I ain't running after that guy. I got a fresh box of ding-dongs down in the break room. I'm not going anywhere. I love how all the people that get shoved out of the way in this. Well, that's what happens when you're a top-secret government agency. You just get to... Yeah, he... That's something they don't do enough in movies these days. When they're having a chase scene like this, just throwing people off escalators and over stairs. I love shit like that. Now he... Get out of the way! Now here comes some implausible, something implausible that I've never that? figured out. But all these bullets and like, it's pretty much not this part where he's using this guy as a human shield. This is future guns. Those guns are just like riddling don't people. you know anything about guns, man? Two things that they don't go through is dead bodies and balsa wood crates. <laughs> the A-team not teach you anything? <laughs> I like that he just... just look at the dead bodies. I know. <laughs> There's just blood all over the escalator. Squish. Oh. They even put a squish noise in when he stepped on that body. That's why I love Verhoeven. He just throws the blood at the slipped, screen. Though. Somebody should have stepped on him, made that squishy sound, and then they... they... That was one wussy-ass window. Whoop. Then they slip on the on the blood afterwards. I think that's a first, though, that I've seen of somebody busting a window and getting into a sub- subway <laughs> car. <laughs> hey, mellow out, dude. He does good, crazy person. It's see, just it, your it, job. <laughs> it breaks my heart to see Michael Ironside go from this to, I mean, he had, like, uh, uh, such a bit part in, in first class that, I mean, if you didn't know who he was, you'd never even realize he'd been a star at some point. Uh-huh. It's like... How do you fall that far, you know? Maybe he just, maybe he's given up acting and he just does it at little bit that parts now. And he is you never there. Know. Still, I mean, come on. I One thing that he did really good, uh, Verhoeven, I mean, um, between this and Robocop was the futuristic cars. You know, making them look futuristic Yet generic enough to where you know they'll they'll look futuristic for a long long time. Generic you know I mean? and pl- practical at the same time. Yeah, Verhoeven, you can tell he really hates old white executive type guys. <laughs> They're always the heavies in his movies. You know, 
<laughs> Did you hear me? They're always the most evil of the evil. They're even the more evil than the like hired killers. They. So that guy looks like Steve Martin's crazier younger brother or something, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, he sure does. Like his like older brother. It, it actually looks like Steve Martin mixed with Robin Williams. Robin Williams, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The ultimate com comedy <laughs> fusion. Okay, Fuji's still around in the future. <laughs> oh, Phillips. Oh, we, we can see. We uh, can see who got their product placement uh, here. Phillips. Uh, Phillips is gone, isn't there? Aren't they? Or are I, they? Still gone? I can't remember. I don't know. They're probably. I saw Marlboro there just in that last one. It's nice that the numbers on cars are now like digital watch readout numbers. <laughs> My GPS looks more sophisticated than that, <laughs> to say. What a scroungy-ass apartment. I was going to say, somebody's been, like, pawing the walls with dirty hands or something. <laughs> you know what? This reminds me of that little apartment he's hey, in right there. look, it's Michael this. Landon. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Small Pa. Pie, <laughs> Gather some wood and get your ass in the house. Who are you? Never mind. I love this. Take off all your clothes and stick <laughs> a baseball bat up your ass. <laughs> and hurry, we don't have much time. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> and this is a part where I wonder about putting the turban on my hat because it's going to make me look crazy. <laughs> and, and, but I do put it on. It's kind of crazy. That's how. That's what actually what he says in the commentaries. It's like, <laughs> this is where I pull the thing out of my nose, and it's very, it's very funny because it's so big. <laughs> really? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me now? Oh, that reminds me of when we used to do the the prank phone calls to that phone booth <laughs> down in the corner. That was awesome. I literally, yeah, like I still live a block away from that. From that garbage can is still there by that phone booth, man. <laughs> we got to tell that story on the show sometime. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, I love this old lady. I was waiting for him to punch her out. <laughs> I love it. You know that's a Terminator <laughs> nod right there. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. They just spot him out of a crowd of thousands of people. Yep. That guy right there. <laughs> that humongous guy. The humongous guy with the turban. <laughs> now I'm getting frustrated because the Johnny Cab keeps asking me questions. But it doesn't drive, so I'm frustrated. No, this is actually very prescient of the future, though, because of, well, you you see, you don't have these kind of problems where you have to go to the the gas pump and answer fifty friggin' questions right. before you pump your gas. Yeah, or it, it also has, you know, it's like, will this be a debit or credit? What's your zip code? Would you like a hand job? It's like, Jesus Christ, can I just pump some gas already? If only they offered you a hand job when you bought gas. Ah, it's like 20,000 questions. What's your middle name? What's your middle name? What's your social security number? It's like, I just want to get 20 bucks worth of gas, okay? I love the just total disregard for bystanders. It's just rounds flying everywhere in this mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. And no real police. 
The real police never show up in these movies. <laughs> you know, to... That's right. I never even thought about that. You... <laughs> Alright, what makes it explode in a giant fireball like that? I don't know. You know that thing can't have that much gas. It looks like some sort of electric vehicle, actually. See, exactly. I would think that it would be... Maybe it was hydrogen, but wouldn't hydrogen make, like, one hellacious maybe. mushroom? I don't know. It just that always struck me as odd that it blows up like that. Like it had this just, you know, giant gas tank in it. He can't just like make so. Look at those rats. They don't give a shit, man. He just threw that stuff off there, and those rats are those. They probably smeared peanut butter all over. <laughs> I like the Monopoly money of the future. Oz money. It's red. Well, whoever does, um, what do you call that? Lemonating. They're still around in the future. <laughs> hey, it's a wrist communicator right out of Star Trek The Motion Picture. He just shoots without even guy. Who's there or anything? Could have been a little the night kid. watchman, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's or something. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Lunatic? It's old man Flynn, the night watchman. You just put a round in his head. Two weeks before he was going to retire. Good work, Arnie. <laughs> hey, that's me. Howdy, stranger. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for a big surprise. You'll hear that later. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there a a trailer that everybody got all psyched up about? No, I know what it was. When this came out on videotape, I remember uh, there was a, a, a the first teaser trailer for T2 was on the videotape, and people oh. were freaking minds over that. Because that's the one that showed the T2 being built. Yeah, the, the, the like, factory. Production, the factory line, yeah. yeah. And then that mold came together, and, and you saw, like, the, the gears turn and everything, and it locked together like a Play-Doh mold. And then when it came apart, it was naked Arnold standing there, and when he opens his eyes, they glowed red. And it just said, like, T2 coming this summer or whatever. But I remember that. I remember watching that, like, over and over and over I remember going, you telling me about seeing that and going, oh, my God, I'm so psyched. And then it came out. And I was like, no, nah, whatever. Although that's that's when I wouldn't mind doing a commentary for at some point either is the uh, the two or the first two Terminator movies. Sure. Oh yeah, I think that's almost uh, all three of them for that matter. Because I didn't mind the third one all that much either. Well, you you we could do all four of them because. Uh, oh, you know, I forgot there's four of them. You know, I didn't think the fourth one was all you're that. You're the bad. one. You're the one. That'll be the one where I didn't like it and you liked it. Oh, I hate that when you got a crusty that's way on up there like that. This was an awesome scene in the movie, too. <laughs> he spent a lot of time distorting Arnold's face in this movie. That's a rubber mask, but it's just it's still awesome. pretty good. 
I love the look on his face, though. It's great. <laughs> There's so there there's so much in common with Robo, you know, seeing the like, yeah. you know, they love empty empty uh, warehouse buildings and factories oh, it's and be the same place for that matter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> I am my, I am my buddy. <laughs> uh Loved it. If he opened up that briefcase and when he first sees himself, he goes, Mom? <laughs> That's when I realized I got to kill more people. <laughs> that was a pretty smart idea. Uh-huh. Here, Mickey. He's got a little bit of, uh... He's, he's like he a... Peter's gonna be all over this. I movie. know. He's got. He's there. He's there. He's crawling on the ground. <laughs> that guy's got a little bit of. Um, oh, what's his name? Soren too. He's like. Oh he's, yeah, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, Malcolm, you're right. It's Malcolm McDowell, and uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin all mixed into one. <laughs> So surprised they didn't just. Yep. Oh, dude. Yeah, look at that rat jelly. Only was that just uncalled for, but he fired off about twenty-four rounds to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good-looking spaceship. Yeah. Well, I like I like how it how it how they bring it into the scene there with the glowing engine and it all distorted yeah. like that. Yeah, Some I great, great model work here. Still prefer this over over um, CG. Yeah. I mean, really, and another thing is, you know, the, the, with the remake of this movie is the special effects. It's not even like ah, well, we'll make it, and the cheesy special effects will be fixed. They're just not that cheesy. Tigail. <laughs> this is a great scene. Yes. One of these days, I'm going to go somewhere and just wig out and start pulling my cheeks and going, Kuh! Kuh! just to freak people out. Are you going to dress in the same outfit and everything? Put I just might, actually. Wig? You know what? That would be a great Halloween costume right there. All right, that dude in the beret that just walked by? Yes. Remember remember that episode, Neutral Zone, of, uh, of Next Gen? Yeah. He was one of the two... Um, um, Romulans. Oh, okay. The one, he's the one that says we're back. And then on DS9, he was uh, the the main bad guy. He was Gal Dukat, the head Cardassian guy. Of course, that's a few years in his future at this point. But it's Mark Alemo. He's a really good actor. This is the part <laughs> where my face is is malfunctioning. <laughs> <laughs> I love the look on his face when he looks back over his shoulder and then looks back over again. It's just like. <laughs> I like the noises he makes. He's freaking out. 
People are like, what the hell is wrong with that woman? <laughs> That's like it's something we would film, man. <laughs> it's awesome. Your Photoshop job on this was phenomenal, by the way. I loved it. I want to be able okay, to just take I, my ear out like that. I got a question. Where was that? Where was that rod that just came out of the ear? That's uh, just physically impossible. It would be like in his face. Well, see, he's a model too, which is the weird part right there. His head was a model mm -hmm. for just a moment as it did that. Boom! Oh, that's awesome. Stupid ass. Yeah. That was not smart. You would think in Mars they would have guns that were programmed not to fire anywhere where there you would co could compromise the atmosphere like this. We would think that they would have windows thicker than the windshield on my car, too, you know? And who wants to go to Mars? It seems like in this movie, every 10 minutes, people are getting sucked out windows <laughs> and having you know their eyeballs jiggle out of their heads. No, 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 no! Ah! The sound design in this movie is so great. You could hear the, like, leather on that guy's gloves going as he let go. That was awesome. No! <laughs> That's, of course, what everybody yells as they're just about to get sucked out anything. No! get caught in the door, though. That never happens in Why did? Why doesn't anybody go, I regret nothing? <laughs> Every time I jump <laughs> off a building in Saints Row, I do that. That reminds me of the scene in Star Trek II where Scotty goes, he's dead already. Oh, here's that big biker dude that I like so much. I think this is the scene. Where is he? Is he I'm there? I'm going to cut that. I don't know. I'm going to cut that line. There it is. Yeah. Oh, he's been in a million things. Yeah. Yep. It's, uh, it's Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get her done with that alien shit inside. It's a rumor. That's a rumor, isn't it? It's not a rumor. It's, it's not, not a rumor. It's not a rumor. <laughs> That's a great effect right there. Because you go from a live scene to a model. Right out the window. Flawless. Yeah, and into a tracking, flawless. into this great tracking shot over the mountain. I'm going to cut out that line. Here's that big biker guy I like so much and use that <laughs> in future podcasts. <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines in the, or favorite sequences in the whole movie. Because the only thing I worry about is that it all might one day go away. And he goes, and you're fucking making it happen. I just love the, the way his voice goes like crazy there for just a moment. It's awesome. It, Verhoeven loves the just slimy, you know, drunk with power white guy, you know, slimy white guy. This guy is right out of RoboCop, you know. Cox plays that so well, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. Dude, I can't wait until we get to the episodes of uh, of Next Gen where Ronnie Cox guest starred on there because he was a just an evil prick on there too. 
He's great, though. I mean, he just plays these these characters that you just hate. You well, know? the funny thing is, is probably in real life, he's probably the mellowest, like, most agreeable. Oh, yeah. It's always that way, you know? All the people who play the heavies are always, like, really he mellow like people. A, he was a likable guy in, um, in Deliverance. He, he was played in Deliverance? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in there with, uh, who is it, Burt Reynolds yeah. and... Uh, and uh, Ned Beatty. Yeah, he was there. I haven't seen Deliverance in a long time. That's not a movie I like to revisit a lot, but that's a really <laughs> good movie. The book is the book is grueling. The book is really good. One of the like most creepy novels you'll ever read. This room's set up a lot like the one in uh, in RoboCop. Yeah, and it, and it's also very Star Trek Next Generation-y. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it looks like every lab that they visit. Hey, look, on it's some... Space Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> it did look like Space Jimi Hendrix. Hilton's still around. All right, there's no way I'm sitting by the giant glass wall. <laughs> exactly. You know, especially in these days, they could just have video so you could see the outside of Mars if you wanted to, if you were... Everything's very, uh... Very Spartan. It's me of the future here. Right. Well, you know, I I always look at Mars here as being like it's 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 it's, it's at the point now where everything is sort of a temporary, you know, sort of uh, form made thing that they probably should, you Just know. Just thumb on the scanner, you stupid bastard. Thank you. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just sensitive to this guy's plight, seeing how this is what I do for a living <laughs> exactly. these days. Now he's going and typing in his blog. I just saw this guy he's so stupid he doesn't even know how to work a thumbprint. <laughs> nice. I'm very surprised that she doesn't have three boobs in that picture. Yeah, that's true. That would have made a lot of sense. I wonder what's in that gift shop of the future over there. I want him to go over there and just look around. It almost, I, I like that. I, I love that too, where he checks his own handwriting. That's a really neat scene. It almost looks like there's people playing a video game there, like some sort of like, yeah. you know, where you're trying to win a stuffed space animal or something. <laughs> it's those little alien guys from Toy Story. It's a machine full of them. Here comes the Jar Jar of uh, Total Recall. <laughs> Jar Jar. He is very Jar Jar like. Yeah, he, re he reminds me of the character in. What um... is Frampton doing in this? <laughs> What was that movie with Bruce Will the the Fifth Element? The I only ever saw that once and really didn't like it. I need to watch that again. It's a really good movie. I really like it. It it's got it, it towards the end of it is the beginning of it's better than the end, but it's still a really good it that movie has some insanely great sound design in it. Did you catch the uh, newspaper machine? No. Mars today. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty cool. I like when they throw little visual elements in there that, you know, they don't call attention to. They're just kind of there for you to notice if you notice them. 
See, I'm wondering if what they're... Because this isn't rear projection. They were really filming out the window of that thing. I'll bet you they made a little circle of that... Of, of you know, of tunnel. And he's just driving around in circles of tunnel. <laughs> Sleaze bar, I said. <laughs> Mutant hot. <laughs> Pepsi. Pepsi's still around. Pepsi's still rocking their retro image, too. <laughs> you totally called it with Benny. He is the Jar Jar of the Peace. I hadn't really put that together before, but you're yeah, right. I, 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 I always get annoyed when, like, the only black character is just like, Hey, man, I'm the jive talking, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then guess what? They always turn out to be, like, spoiler alert, the like a turncoat or a, or a coward right. or something, you know? And there was a jack-in-the-box in the background. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is right there. I think that's a sharper image, too. Is Jesus it? Christ. Yeah, I wish, they, I wish we had new stores in the mall in the future, man. That's kind of boring. Isn't that same guy walking around in Star Wars with the, the spaceman with the helmet under his arm? Yeah, he did. He looked like a lot, a lot like that one in uh, in the first Star Wars. Here's your cantina scene for the for the movie. It's the most brightly lit sleazy cantina ever. Oh, they should totally CGI uh, Jetster, or Dexter, Jetster, whatever the hell is yeah. name, big forearm guy into this. Yeah. And some of the waitresses on wheels. The problem Earth is that all, all three of them look fake is the problem with that yeah. part right there, though. What I like about Verhoeven is he can't just stand to have boobs in there. He's got to have them touched at one time. That's That's the only reason you should watch The Hollow Man. You get to see what it looks like with a uh, invisible man uh, fondling uh, fondling boobs. <laughs> she looks like some like '80s video star. You know what I mean? Flash dance, Jennifer Beale yeah, style. Like that that yeah. girl looks like she, that. That one girl dancing in the green dress looks like she's got a sweat stain down her back. <laughs> she may be related to Arnold. See right here, it looks like it's gonna break into a music video. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> this guy looks like a lot he, of good lines. this guy, like from a distance, looks like a bullet wound, and from the close up, I'm not even gonna say what it looks like. <laughs> I think we all know. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't a joke made about it at some point in the movie by Arnold. Like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> All right, can I just say, and I don't care if it's not politically correct, uh, midgets creep me the hell out, especially whore midgets. Whore midgets. That midget's a whore. I was trying to eat dinner the other night. My wife was watching that midget show that, what is it, Small World Little People, whatever the hell the name of that show. And I was like, oh, my God, do we have to watch this while I'm trying to eat? <laughs> She's like, that's that's not nice. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, but I need to digest, you know? She's the politically correct one of the group. Me. 
Sorry. Just don't just don't subscribe. I gotta call it like I see it. And midgets are damn creepy. You should get back in the ATM machine and leave me the hell alone. <laughs> I love midgets. <laughs> I would I, I yeah. I would even I would even do dirty things to that midget lady in there, even though she had bad eighties <laughs> hair. You're, you are so wrong. Yeah. I would like to throw one I would. though. I bet you that's a lot Watch of fun. Enough. Hey, what are those? Looks like there's a, looks like lightsabers hanging on the walls behind him. <laughs> oh, this would be awesome if they just totally broke into a lightsaber fight, right? Do you here. like my apartment? I live on the inside of a stop of a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> See that 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 part to me is screw you, Gloria Stefan. I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. Her character would under you know if her character knew him as, as who he really is, she wouldn't be having the a little you know. Oh, what what about your real wife thing? You know, right, it, yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. You know, was that was housed in now I'm Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Melina, I have not had to have sex once in this whole movie, and I'm very frustrated. <laughs> My wife's exposing her vagina in other movies, and I don't know, I'm very pissed off about it. See, it, it, he had to have a scene at... Oh, what is that oh. other guy doing? He's got her leg. I, I, yeah, I think he's giving her a gynecological exam is what <laughs> he's doing. He's, like, so. he's the house doctor. He's just checking out. Not everything. that I'm opposed to that sort of thing, but right there in the middle of the bar? Mm, they still have. It's good to see they still have light beer in the future, too. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at, Rutger Hauer? He is a little Rutger Hauer looking. Everybody listen to me because my hair is perfect and my suit is expensive. <laughs> is the Empire Strikes... Or yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Empire State Building on that poster on the wall right there? At least he got a nicer hotel room on Mars. Yeah, but then he's got that camera ball right in his face while he's trying to sleep. This is literally my favorite scene of the whole movie right here. You see, it's funny because a lot of... This guy's awesome. A lot, a lot of the mindfuckery movies after this have, you know, taken a lot of cues. So this, but yeah, this scene was, I remember in this movie, people most, and also Philip K. Dick has become more well-known. So people understand a lot of the concepts of this sort of stuff in the virtual reality sort of stuff. I mean, how many years before the, it's 20 years before the Matrix, right? You know, something like yeah. that. And Can so, I just say, if your last name is Dick, change your name already. <laughs> This guy's in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I want this guy to break out into die, 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 everybody, everybody die, die. <laughs> you got you got the wrong uh, the wrong guy, but he he could. He's pull got the off same sort of voice, though. He's yeah. got that droop that droopy dog aspect to his voice. Yeah, he could totally pull off uh, Piglet, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder. I wonder if this guy's—he's got to still be around. I would think he's probably way up there, though. He's got a great voice, though. 
He could play Truman Capote too, probably. <laughs> if he if he brought it up a notch. I'm trying to remember what else I've seen him in. I know he, he like I said, he was in that episode of Next Gen. He's in uh, the all, second Bill and Ted. There's something else that I like. All these guys have probably been in every cop show at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I, I just I like the points that he makes in this. Would you mind opening the door? What I like is that the one of the the moments of this that I really really like is up till now he's been very, you know, professional salesman. You know what I mean? He's yeah, you know, yes sir, no sir, that sort of. You know, he's he's got that professional demeanor. But there's a great moment where uh, right here is where he turns threatening. Right at this moment when he introduces a wife, that's when he starts. Right. But see, Quaid says, at one point he says something like, oh, this is bullshit or something. And the doctor says, what's bullshit, Mr. Quaid? And I just like that because it's it's the moment where he crosses that line from, like, professional to, I don't know, to something. You I'm know? getting it's frustrated just, with this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's not playing ball. Bullshit, yeah, right. His, his, there's something about that I really like. It's it's a game of each one of them like calling each other's bluffs each time, you know. I just I think his I think he makes a convincing argument. I don't know. In, in in my mind, the way I look at this movie is that the doctor was telling the truth, and the bead of sweat was was generated by Quaid's own mind. To give him an excuse to, to shoot him to in the head. To give an excuse to continue with the delusion, yeah. Because he doesn't really kill the doctor. Because the doctor says it doesn't matter to him one way or the other. But if he kills him in the simulation, that's it. it you know, he's he's signed his own death warrant because he's going to stay in it until he's lobotomized. And this here, this is a total, this is a total, you know, Matrix moment. You know, right. Like, you know. Well, I, well, the first time I saw The Matrix, I wondered if they got that idea from this movie. You know, the you know, mm -hmm. swallow the red pill and you'll be out of the dream or whatever. You yeah, know. they probably claim they didn't. <laughs> Wasn't it a red pill in that one too? I think it was. It was either a red. There was a red pill and a blue pill that he had to choose from. Right. I don't remember which one was supposed to be the correct pill. You see, I I figure that I, I figure it could go both ways because this guy's starting to panic a little bit and really like, you know, go out on a limb. Do you see it as panic? Because I don't see it as panic so much as he's really trying to get through to him. You know well, what I mean? He, he's, he's... he is, but it, 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 at each point, Quaid keeps calling him, and he's thinking this guy's not going along. Going along, I'm gonna have to push it harder. I'm gonna have to push it harder. I wouldn't swallow it either. This is where I realize that he's real when I see the sweat running down his face. Did you see the splatter behind oh, him? Oh yeah, that's... that's what I love about Verhoeven is he loves gunshot wounds. And see, as soon as he does that, yeah, they come then, into the wall. Yeah, there they the, go. The, the yes, movie that's continues. what convinces. Yeah, continues. that's what convinces me that he really was telling the truth, and I, why Quaid doesn't put that together. Or, I, or at that point, Quaid actually decided I, he wants to stay in the simulation. 
Right. right. I would want to stay in the simulation too at this point. Even though I keep getting kicked in the nuts over and over and over again. See, these little things right here, like like his wife just showing up out of the doctor for that matter. The doctor showing up out of the blue from Earth. Then she shows up from Earth. And then it's never explained. How did the bad guys find him that quick? You know, the minute he kills the doctor, this, like you said, the story well, resumes well, the bad guys. It, well, I assume it this way. They, the, the bad guys sent the doctor in to try and get him peacefully. And they were waiting, and the second they knew they weren't going to get him peacefully, they said, okay, go in and, and you know, knock him out, you know? So it started but out... How do you convince that doctor to come all the way from his business on Earth to Mars just to, to do this for you? How gun, do you do that? Guns and money? <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, this guy has corporate... Avon! Now, wasn't that guy who just got shot down, wasn't that the Michael Landon guy? Was it? I think it was a Michael Landon guy that quote unquote helped him out. And they this tell is a him good right here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like how they're both surprised that the other one is able to hold their hold their own against the one. What she got all over the back of her suit that looks like blood? Oh, I guess it's it could blood. be blood for the guys that got it shot. Is. She's covered with blood from everybody else's splatter. <laughs> I love that. Fuck <laughs> you. Nice shooting, Tex. I love it because they, they do the... He shoots it out of her hand, and it makes you think, you know, he, he wouldn't put a bullet in her head. If she had a gun, why was she wasting time playing footsies with his girlfriend why didn't he just why didn't she, she just, just shoot her she wanted to make it personal <laughs> i like this scene too where where he finds his finds his girlfriend looks like princess die walking by right there See, I like this one because, you know, again, I, I, I don't see it as just a dumb action. I think Arnold is really, I, I think he was He does stretching. a good job. He's not you know, a bad actor. You, no, he's not. He, he really um, broadened his, his scope with this movie because he's truly acting. I mean, that little moment with the little look that he gave Melina right after she said, what a bitch. I mean... It was it was just a little touch, but you know, I mean, a that charm. for him was a stretch, you know, a or, you know, and not a stretch, but a, um, uh, you know, he he was broadening, you know what I mean? Because that's something he couldn't have pulled off well, in like say like his Terminator days, you know that, what I mean? That scene there with Michael Ironside, from where he first walked in and sees all the bodies, and gives this look of like, oh Jesus Christ, until he sees his wife, is <laughs> some wife, just great yeah. great facial acting on his part. This guy's hair is just ridiculous. It must be his natural look, though, because he looked exactly the same on The Flash. Of course, they were both filmed right around the same time, but still. See, I like this. He's He walks in there fully prepared to, to shoot them oh, yeah, in cold well, blood, and it's Captain Cold that has to stop him from busting the dome, you know? What are you going to do, kill us? The dome will crack. 
I like when people tell you something that saves your life and you're still sort of like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that all about? Yeah. yeah. You know what well, I'm saying? Just... <laughs> <laughs> right over the, oh, no, there was even no reason for him to knock that guy over the edge either. It was just, just pure. He's than him. It was pure cute cruelty. Misa, take you there. <laughs> it's a goober fish. Hey, at least they don't make safety glass in the future anymore. How come nobody ever gets caught doing shit like that in I movies? know. If I tried to do that in real life, I'd cut all my fingers off. All your arteries would be bleeding out. And, and yeah. <laughs> These guys lean right out the window into it. They're all wearing leather jackets. Please keep your head, hands, and arms inside the vehicle at all times, dumbass! <laughs> hi there's a lot of just great faces and screaming in this movie. I love it. Yeah, I mean, how are they going to top this in the remake? It, Why didn't we use the bazooka in the first place is what I would like to know. You forget. Sometimes you forget you're carrying around a bazooka. Oh, <laughs> it's the Blues Brothers. <laughs> What's the song they play in the Blues Brothers when they're driving through the mall? I... I just hear that right now. Oh, God, I don't even remember. I know. This is like the Blues Brothers mixed with episode two. <laughs> I should have suspected about uh, about Benny, because there's really no reason why he runs along with them. Right, 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 exactly. Because especially since he's a super coward. Because you know, at that one part, he says, you know, well, now they're after me, and I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah, exactly. You could just walk away at any point in time. Thanks, pussy face. Yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thanks, fuck face. <laughs> shove them aside. All right, guys, when we go in there, I want you to shove everybody aside. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna. <laughs> it cost us fifty thousand dollars to make those fake boobs. We're gonna use them as much as Ow. possible. Ah, dwarf! Stop showing the damn midget! <laughs> Ow! What? Ah! Every bullet wound is just lovingly splatters. Oh, I forgot that Steve Martin gets it. Yeah, right in the gut. He did. Ow! Just the sheer number of submachine guns they've got in the future it everywhere looks is unbelievable. Ridiculous. Whoever's selling bullets in Mars is like the happiest. For one, <laughs> just. Would you even if, allow all these weapons I on Mars with all the glass? Yeah. Seeing as how you're living inside of a fishbowl, I don't think that I would allow guns. You know what I'm saying? Sector G. Do it. Do it. 
All right, just let me get a few more rounds off first. It's a good thing there's always that one slow, slowly lowering door that you can squeeze under at the yep. last minute. Yeah, they don't all close at the same time. They close in sequence for some reason. That's a, that's a really good sound effect right there. I like that. <gasps> oh, no. Suffocate the freaks. Why don't we do this in our own society? I, I would watch what you say with a show called Two True Freaks. <laughs> what I wonder... Good point. What I wonder uh, is why they have these giant slicey fans with no kind of mesh over them and stuff with little kids and midgets walking around. Ew. Are you Cher has me? definitely looked better. <laughs> <laughs> Are you eyeballing me? <laughs> <laughs> You're a dark. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, my drink is all gone. I gotta sit here parched through the rest of the movie. Yeah, well, we're almost we're almost getting through it. Oh, I'm having a blast. Here's the part where Indiana Jones and I are trying <laughs> to find the the Holy Grail, and there's rats all around, and he hates rats. <laughs> but I eat them. They're full of protein. That oh, corpse God. makes me horny. Whoa. Come on, Melina. Quato's waiting. <laughs> Quato doesn't want you making out with homunculuses. Dude looks familiar. Yeah, he looks like Rondo Hat, the Rondo Hatton guy from uh, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> All right, that creeps home. me out. Ladies, I'm single. <laughs> that dude looks really familiar from something. I just can't place him. <laughs> Let me just swing this. 10-ton rock door open for you. Holy shit, is that that cave from Superman 3 with the giant supercomputer? Probably. Who is that dude? Oh, it's gonna make me nuts. He looks really familiar from something. Like, like he's on TV now familiar, you know what I mean? He's almost got a little Bella Lugosi, Martin Landau look to him. Yeah, you know, yeah, he does. He, he, you know who he could play? Uh, the Spirit. Is that the, the name of the... The detective that I'm thinking of, the old-time detective, not the spirit, the shadow. The shadow, yeah. His profile looks like yeah, the shadow. Yeah, he would make a really good shadow. Damn it, I can't... I, he looks really familiar to me. I'm going to have to look him up and figure out who he is. You're going to have to spend like 20 minutes on IMDb after this movie. <laughs> I know. Just I, I did look up everybody. some of these people too, but nobody, you know, nobody really jumped out at me beyond the ones I already knew, you know? But that guy, I mean, how would you even identify him on IMD? I mean, you know, he was on screen for like, what, 30 seconds and didn't really do or say much. Nobody identified him. You know, nobody said like, hey, Joe or anything. You're, you're, so. Yeah, you're, you're only, I think your only hope would be to just really just scour through the cast list and see if any names jump out, you know, as being familiar. You know, you yeah, might, I, 
probably catch I got, a couple I got all of them kinds that of time way. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, it'll be one I, of those I, things I know that I know that's like... exactly what you're doing after this podcast. <laughs> is over. You're going to IMDb for sure. Nah, just, you know, like four o'clock in the morning, I'll suddenly jolt awake and go, oh my God, he was that dude from that show that, with that thing. Yeah, that's, that's how it always is. Dude, are you taking a piss in the corner? <laughs> exactly. It's just like, what? I didn't. I think he's masturbating over in the corner. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? And I'm like, this guy's Whoa. penis is deformed. <laughs> <laughs> this was this this had people going in the theater. People were just like, what the fuck? You I have love it. Oh, this... sticking out of your chest. <laughs> I. I love this movie. It just gets weirder and weirder and weirder as it goes on. I could live without Quato. I got to be really? honest with you. I that love- freaks me. If there's anything I that creeps me out more than midgets, it's midgets coming out of people's midsections. You know what I'm saying? What I like about him is they give him just sort of a regular human voice. He's not like, Craig. you know, he's like, and, and Open I. Your mind. <laughs> I also like how they um, they don't tell you a lot about, you know, you figure out he's a psychic because of the way just he interacts. You figure out just by watching that his host, you know, or brother or symbiote or whatever sort of goes into a trance when Quado comes is, out. Why is he all sweaty like that, though? That's what's been, I think because he was sort of like, you know, and uh, when like he's been like kind of like a rubber doll turned inside out and he's been sort of sitting in this guy's chest cavity sweating. <laughs> this is some excellent, excellent special effects and model work here. See, nowadays they do that digitally, but this is all, you know, way before that. So those quick cuts and zooms, it's just, it's beautiful. This is a camera on a crane over models, yeah. And then with a, just a nice cut into this. The sound design in this movie is really great because you in the first yeah. scene you can hear them talking and then it's just very seamless. If and I'm if not you, mistaken, I think they won some sort of award, you know, like like an Academy Award or something for that. Plus, I think it's the same sound designer that worked on RoboCop, if I'm not mistaken. Well, if you and the and the and the cinematography is also brilliant in this. If you notice, there's not many long shots. They keep everything really close, mm-hmm. so they can use these little sets, but you still get this feeling of like huge sides when they need to and and space and stuff it's just very smartly done live long and prosper <laughs> exactly nice wake up wake up come on wake up <laughs> the little thing where arnold woke up was a little cheesy where he's like what what tap out of it now Wow! People just make a habit of coming through walls in the movie. I like how the dirt though is red, you know? When the walls come down, like the dirt in the bit in in between is is Mars red. 
<laughs> that guy I was trying to figure out who he was. I think he's in Die Hard. But I'm trying to place the, the character that he is in that, but I think that's where I know him from. The shadow-looking guy? Yeah. I think he was one of the, the cops that that winds up on the scene, you know, outside the, the building that's been taken over in, uh, in um, Die Hard. It's funny how he just sprays this, you know, The guy clip in between of, the two of them, yeah. Yeah, no, nobody but Quato gets hit. Misa hungry. <laughs> Misa munching and shooting and. This is the part where I feel betrayed because I thought that Benny was my friend, but he's not. Start the reactor. There's is another. <laughs> That would be fun if, like, ten times he went, Quaid! Love that look. Yeah. I. That is what I decide. I am going to kill him horribly. <laughs> and I love how Kohagen is not... He's not... He's not... Open your shirt! <laughs> He's not shy about blood or anything. He's just like, ah, oh, nice specimen on my desk. Get my secretary in here to Windex that off later. <laughs> that was a great piece of act. He's lying. He's lying. You must believe me because I am obviously have my shit together. <laughs> I obviously know what's Look real. Look at Michael Ironside just lounging around back. That's great. He's just waiting to kill Schwarzenegger at this point. He's just like, please, please let me kill him. I don't have a girlfriend anymore, and I want to kill him. <laughs> See, the other argument in this, the argument that it all really did happen, I don't think it's convincing enough because... You know, when, when Ronnie Cox gives his explanation of how all the pieces fell into place, it just isn't as, as convincing an argument as the doctor's argument that it's all in his mind. I, oh, well, I think yeah, the doctor has the just, ultimate argument. He has a Sherlock right. Holmes argument of, you know, what makes, you know, what the easiest answer is, is usually the right answer. And that is, you know, how many people are super secret secret agents right. that accidentally get reactivated and go on the adventure that they just bought, you know? Right. Word See, for the, word. <laughs> the doctor's using co coincidence and happenstance as an argument, a convincing argument against, whereas Ronnie Cox is using the coincidence and happenstance as the argument for. And right. and it just doesn't work for me. No, that's that's good. That's good logic on your part. That's how, yeah, that's how we use logic. <laughs> Shut up! Hey, did you know that you're really an asshole? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's me. It's you. We're assholes. Isn't that funny? <laughs> now guess what? The asshole's coming back. I'll be back. 
he doesn't say that in this, does he? No, I don't does think he does. Does he say I'll be back? I don't think he does. I don't think he thought of it as a... <laughs> hey, buddy. Because <laughs> that was the moment... <clears throat> excuse me. That was the moment everybody flipped out for in uh, The Running Man. Yes. Was when he, tell, he told Richard Dawson, I'll be back. Everybody lost their minds. Maybe that's it. where they started doing it because they were like, you know what? This would be fun to work into every movie. But that was before this, wasn't it? Or is that after? I can't remember. I, can't I think remember. it's I think it's well before this. <laughs> Somebody smack her already, Jesus. Well, at least in this movie when they put people in, they put up a real fight, you know? You usually right. don't usually people are like ur, ur, like like twisting their shoulders and stuff. She was like using every bit of her body to try to break loose. That right. was like great. That's more that's very realistic. <laughs> I love that a man that swore so much actually. See, you shouldn't worry about you know, I mean, Arnold's worked for Dude. he's worked for Disney. <laughs> he's <laughs> He's been governor of a state. See, I'm not. And I'm he's not one worrying of the about biggest potty mouths on screen ever. I'm it's, not worried about that so much anymore because a study get, just got released that stated that it was a scientific study that proved that swearing actually makes you feel better. Oh, so, I didn't you know, need a scientific study to tell me that. I knew I always felt better, but I'm just saying that you know now it's scientifically proven supposedly. So you know if I ever get in trouble for it now, I'm just gonna say, well, you know, if you got a problem with it, you're endangering my health. Exactly. So, you know. Now, call me crazy, but in a number of these sequences right here where Quaid's in the chair, I think he looks a little bit like Harrison Ford in, in a couple of these scenes. Just some of the expressions and things that he makes here. I, I know that sounds really weird, but he, he just maybe it's the way his hair is done. He looks a little bit hair. like yeah. Yeah, little uh, Han Solo-ish, but he does. I love that look right there. I'm going to rip your freaking head off look. Shut up! <laughs> I like how the doctors are still kind of nice to him. They're like, just relax, it'll be easier. <laughs> he looks like he's smiling. <laughs> this is awesome! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Man, that looks like me after those <laughs> chicken wings the other night. Uh, it looks like they're in the like orgasmatron or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, that ooh, is awesome! Hurt. Oh, Christ! You know what happens when Schwarzenegger is attacking? You run. You don't grab an axe and go after him right. because you know where that axe is going to end up. Oh. In your back. Or up your nose. You didn't answer me! <laughs> <laughs> answer me, damn it! Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I love this. Woo! Ha! Oh, God! 
there's always a scene with their shoulders f swooping and s I love this where he finally gets permission to yep. to kill him and you can look at him look at the smug look on his face yeah, too yeah he's he's so the guy get go you wouldn't be in this shit right now he's the guy who's been telling the boss I've been telling him he's been calling me an asshole now all the time now he finally I finally get to kill him and I get to get my tough guy line at the boss. <laughs> Stupid goddamn goldfish, I hate you! <laughs> Cost me $10 million to get you flown from Earth! Die on the floor! So I can have a, a obvious metaphor. Metaphor. You metaphor. <laughs> you some people gonna die? <laughs> it would be really funny if that guy's vagina head was going... <laughs> Like the fish. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Queef head. <laughs> Quaid, start the fan. You'd think there'd be somebody just standing there, like spinning the fan, just going, come on! <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this thing? Reactor. Why didn't somebody think, why don't we just unplug the fan from the main power source and plug it into the wall? <laughs> I just run around shooting everybody else. I mean, more air for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good idea. I'd leave the midgets for last, though, because they use less air. <laughs> throw the midget at the fan. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're people gonna die! <laughs> yeah, I hate it when the giant tank with a drill bit's driving right at me. Well, when you fire off 100 rounds per second at, at steel like that, don't you think a lot of it would come bouncing back at you? You would think. But somehow it just doesn't happen. Lucky for them. Because she's only ever killed the bad guys. Don't you, would, you know that? You would also think after the first five minutes of shooting bullets at something and having them bounce off that you would just figure that uh, it was kind of pointless to do that and maybe, like, climb over it or something. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Not all of the Schwarzenegger one-liners are golden in this movie because he's got one coming up that's just cringeworthy. It's yes. Yeah. Maybe it's the delivery, but it's... Ow. Okay, she's way skinnier and scrawnier than he is, yet she barely fits between the, the chomping b drill bits, yet Arnold can wade right up to the machine <laughs> and doesn't get chewed to pieces. My muscles repel the steel. I love that <laughs> rock that just bounced off her head. I know, it's just like... <laughs> Unless hey, Benny! Screw you! This is so stupid. I mean, it's a cool scene. It's just the line is completely yes. ridiculous. And uh -oh. then you see it's funny because I put that screw in him. <laughs> Dynamite! Look <laughs> <laughs> at the blood, blood dripping off. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you got a lot of guts, Benny. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> oh, that's going to be my new favorite line. Screw you! <laughs> I got to get that on a loop and like 
get speakers on the outside of my car. You should end every podcast that you do it with that. <laughs> and this is Scott Gardner saying, Screw you! Ebony! And God help anybody who, like, comes on our podcast whose name is Benny. <laughs> I need to make a, fe- a friend whose name is Benny now just for I know, that purpose. I don't have any friends that are named Benny either. So I don't I think I've ever get... met anybody in real life named Benny I've before. I've met a couple Ben. Ben. They were Bens, though. They know, I've never met anybody who called themselves Benny. I... Ooh, that's a bad uh, Matt effect yeah. right there. That's the first bad one I've seen, though. Another... Oh, I take it back. No, no, there was that moment in the in the very beginning of the movie when he was watching TV, when when Sharon Stone came in the scene with him and was sit- they were both talking at the table. The the ba- the TV effect behind them looks kind of, you know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. a bad mat. Mm-hmm. But so far, you know, knock on wood. I mean, the effects have really held up in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Is this movie's and and for being set in this sort of prefab. The industrial Martian world. This movie's very colorful and bright and visually exciting. And yeah, I just don't think I just don't see why there's a reason to. There's just no reason. Movie could have been over right here. They let him walk all the way. Shoot him already. He's right there. Oh wait, no, he's a hologram. That's right. Now, all right. In a minute. He's going to kill a couple of these guards with the crossfire with the hologram where they shoot through the hologram and kill each other. Yet right here, it is a hologram. Why aren't these two factions mowing each other down? Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't they just like bouncing bullets all through each other? It's that sort of thing that doesn't hold up on a rewatch because the, you know, the explanation is you're not supposed to know it's a hologram. You know what I mean? Another, but then watch again knowing, then it stands out as like a glaring thing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Even as they're running away, they're just like, yeah, da dum dum dum. Ow. And and another acting thing is when when those guys when he didn't go down, only one guy looked at his gun like, what the hell's wrong with my gun? You would think all of them would have been looking down at their gun or like, somebody give us blanks or something? You think this is the real Quaid? It is. <laughs> That's that was actually a good part. Yeah. I like that. Here you go. Here's the track order. See you later. <laughs> or communicator, whatever the hell it is. Oh, shit. You can't out-duck a bullet, okay? I just want to point that out. Hey, man, we've had people out ducking. See, right there. Now, why didn't that happen a minute ago? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ow. Ow. Did he just bitch slap him? Mm -hmm. Bitch slap, pimp slap, either one, it was... Arnold is going to have some majorly swollen balls at the end of this movie. Balls and kidneys, man. He's been kicked in the balls and hitting the kidneys so many times. He's pissing blood for a week. Although, although this, although this fate, Ironside's fate is just 
awesome in here. Oh, it's just brutal. Yeah. Let go! Of course, I guess they're supposed to be high enough up now it's going to kill him, but yeah, this is just brutal. Oh, Jesus. Ow! <laughs> Let me give you a hand! At least he didn't say that. Exactly. Oh my god, that would have been too much. I, I had to disarm him. <laughs> you and what army? <laughs> See you at the party's pretty bad too, though. Come to think <laughs> yes. of it. Yes. I'd be like, well, what the fuck am I gonna do with this since I have five fingers? <laughs> Press your ass on it. Get away. Get back. Now, how the hell did he get there? <laughs> I want a chopper, or the old man gets it. Tribinium? Oh, what is tribinium? Where'd that come from? <laughs> James Tribinium Kirk. <laughs> wait a minute, was that a Simon? <laughs> or wait, what was it? Merlin, not Merlin. Merlin. That looks like a Merlin. <laughs> Didn't it? <laughs> You're bluffing. That's a Merlin. <laughs> red, green, blue, green, red. <laughs> that's a sh that was, that's a that was Simon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, that has got to be the world's fastest freaking elevator right there. Merlin. I won. He throws like a girl. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait a minute, didn't that happen in Die Hard? Oh, that's some great sound effects. And his arms get pulled out of his sockets. <laughs> it's Arnold. <laughs> People, that, <laughs> the actors must have done so much just hanging from sideways sets in this movie. That's awesome. I like how he tell gives her good advice. Here's some <laughs> advice. Hold on. No shit, Sherlock. <clears throat> Melina, let go. Whoa. That reminds me. That reminds me of 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 Superman two. Where the where the Phantom Zone vi villains are getting sucked into, remember at the end of Superman two, doesn't someone oh. get sucked into like into the Phantom Zone that way? Or into I love how his eyes come out in this. I love that effect. <laughs> it's really gross. They actually like pop out of his head and jiggle around really awesomely. Also, just the the thought that like you could terraform Mars in 30 seconds. <laughs> a, if you released all that oxygen, wouldn't it blow up? 
Well, I think this is another thing that lends into this right. all being in his mind because I think Ronnie Cox had a, a really good, uh, or somebody, so I remember somebody posing the question in this movie, why the hell didn't they turn it? If they built the friggin' thing, what did they, they die like, you know, five minutes before they could turn it on or something? Why the hell did they build it and then never use it? Yeah, yeah. I love this. There's a scene where his eyes just like poke out. I don't know how yeah. they did it, and they, and they go. Gla, la, 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 la. <laughs> there, yeah, awesome. Oh, oh, that's nasty. And that, in the last like microsecond of the shot, they actually like start flopping around. And I like this miracle alien machinery. Is really like we'll just melt the ice with these hot bars. <laughs> <laughs> this all reminds me of the death of Krypton. Yeah, it does very much. I don't know that scene of him going down the tube that you were talking about. What it reminds me of is when Luke falls down the, yep, uh, the shaft in, in Empire and gets sucked into that one tunnel. Now you notice that that air shaft comes up conveniently just to the side of them mm -hmm. instead of exploding right underneath them. But what's funny is after when once they get the oxygen, their face goes back to normal. You would think like your like all your your musculature on your face would be torn away from this, you know, you would right, be like yeah. bruised and all fucked up and <laughs> That's just so awesome. <laughs> That's when they took they hooked up an air pump to my face and then they just pumped it up. I'm thinking the optometrist is going to be the richest man on Mars after all this flying glass gets to keep his eyes. Yes, in. I know, I know. How many people don't get cut to ribbons by all the flying glass in these next few scenes? Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Every time I see this movie, I think that. But look at all the people that are actually looking right at. The, I'll, I'll forgive the people not getting sliced to ribbons. I'll give you that. But what about all the flying glass that you're looking right at as it happens yeah. and nobody gets glass in the eyes? Come on. And especially all those mutants with their big buggy eyes and stuff. <laughs> their, their big prosthetic eyes that don't <laughs> blink. Yes. I mean, come on. These people are sitting like a foot from that flying glass. You wanted air, God damn it! Here you go. I always want to dub in the the end music from Raiders of the Lost Ark and that uh -huh. scene, volcano erupting right yeah. there. That is hilarious. But I, I'm telling you, when they go when they go back to normal, that's a really nice special effect. It's very, very seamless. I'm thinking that it's still the prosthetic Arnold, but it right. looks like it goes back to his real face. It's a really nice effect. This is where I realize I can breathe. <laughs> and I'm not dead. And I love how in movies there's that magical thing where you get a bullet wound to like your shoulder. And that guy's like, you know, 10 minutes later in the movie, the bullet wound to the shoulder might make you fall down and look like you're dead or something. But later on in the movie, they just smear some blood on your shoulder and you act like you're normal. 
Right. Normally that whole side of the guy's body would probably be all swollen up and he wouldn't be picking himself up with his the same arm that is shot shoulders right. and stuff, you know. And he's he's gonna he's gonna put his arm around that little kid yeah. or some somebody here at the end of the movie. I remember noting that when I watched it the other day that yeah, he uses that arm again and I'm like, No, I don't think so. It'd pretty much be a limp piece of meat right about now. Yeah. Yeah. He would I mean, it was like, right in the shoulder. I mean, come on. He'd be like, I, I, I would be like, I'm glad to be alive. Now get me the, the doctor right now. <laughs> you know, this fucking hurts. It's Neverland. It's the same shot from, from Hook, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. Where Robin Williams got to the top of the, uh, the that mound. The eight ball club. Ooh, Stop it. Bloody midgets are even hotter. <laughs> See? He just put that arm around the little kid. I'm surprised that guy next to him didn't start patting him on the shoulder. Hey! <laughs> how about that, Bob? Ah! Son of a bitch! <laughs> it's Lego Mars. <laughs> are those people standing up on the ridge up there? Yeah, there are. It's like everybody's come out to see their new world. Let off some steam, Bennett. Kiss me, you big freak. You can't see it, but I'm putting my tongue right down the throat in that scene, and there was nothing she could do because the cameras were rolling. Bobby Costanzo. Who's that? That's, uh, you blabbed about Mars, Quaid. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah. I love that guy. I'm Paula not seeing. McClure. I wonder if she's related to uh, Mark McClure that played Jimmy Olsen. I don't know. I'm not seeing any names that I, uh. Robert Picardo. There's a guy named Clay Boss. <laughs> Dick Zicker. <laughs> <laughs> I love some of the names. Oh. Giacomo Gazia. How do you even say that yeah, name? Yeah, there's a lot of Spanish names on this. I wonder if there was any filming like in... Mexico City. In Mexico City, right. Yeah. I love the word flick when it appears on screen <laughs> if you squint your eyes. <laughs> Norman B. Schwartz. Not Schwartzkopf. Bruce, Bruce Botnick. Botnick. <laughs> I like how we both saw that one. <laughs> this is the part of the movie where I'm not in the movie, and this is, I I'm, I have to honestly say, the weakest part of the movie. Um, I often don't watch this, but since I'm doing the commentary, um, Sven Old Thorson was my trainer. <laughs> I didn't need a trainer, but he made my protein drink. See, at this part, they should just have him going. <laughs> I hope my roommates are walking by my room right now. <laughs> what the fuck? Because, you know, everything's go All the sound of the movies on the uh, my Alex headphones. Funk. I want my last name to be Funk. 
Yeah. George that Trimmer. That changed my name. <laughs> Jim McGeechee. <laughs> Jim McGeechee. That sounds like a <laughs> country boy. Them McGeechee boys. Rob <laughs> Botton, one of my favorites uh, of all time. Maybe that's why the eyeballs popping out looked so good. It was very similar to the eyeballs popping out in the thing of out of the spider creature. Did he work on that? Yeah, he did the special effects for that too. Yeah. He's great. He's great, so that's why all that shit that's reason all that shit looked good. I think he worked on um RoboCop as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I love the the rock songs, mutant dancing, <laughs> mutant running, dancing. Out running out of air in Rubble City. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's okay. Here's all the uh, Xerox. Yeah, look at all the product placement that was in there. See any Disney on the list though? Oh well. I don't know if Disney would be too yeah. excited about hanging <laughs> their name on this movie. Yeah. To... Whoa, there was a Nintendo game for this? Oh, I wonder how that was. It couldn't have. It, you know, I mean, a, a Nintendo game these days of this would be great. Yeah, yeah first-person shooter of yeah. this would be freaking <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> Are you listening, video game companies? I would buy that shit in a heartbeat. A first-person total recall shooter where but you get the But it better be the Arnie one, not the new one, because they'll probably yeah. maybe come out with some cheapo new one. Ah, oh, classic. that was fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> you want to call it a day? <laughs> now I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. I don't have anything to add to that. I just have to say... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is the name of that guy who's starring in the new Total Recall? Colin Firth? Is yeah, that his I, name? Yeah, I only know that there is one. I don't know anything about it. because I, I know just, is I could I take Colin Firth and break him like a swizzle stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any interest. I, I mean, who's going to believe that this little skinny guy is going to be uh, going to Mars and having you all these what? adventures and all this? Did that just say that there was a book? They probably, just, just, they probably just... reprinted the, they probably printed, they probably took the Philip K. Dick book and retitled it. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you know what? You're right. I <laughs> you had to change the title to Total yeah. Recall and, uh, yeah. and put it you're out right. like they did with thought about that. Do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I know that there was a, a comic adaptation. Uh, it was uh, one of the rare ones by DC. It wasn't Marvel this time around. It was DC did uh, did the comic adaptation. It was Elliot S. Megan wrote the uh, the adaptation, and uh, Tom Lyle, who was a big deal at the time, um, he was working on Starman. I don't I don't remember if he had gone over to work on Spider Man yet, but eventually he would work on Spider Man over at Marvel. Um, did the artwork for it. Um, apparently I don't own a copy anymore because I look for it today and it's it's not in my database, so I guess I don't have it anymore. But uh, I remember reading it when it came out and not thinking a whole lot of it at the time, but I'd be curious to, to look it over again now. And then not long ago, there was a, a comic. Um, it wasn't an adaptation. It looked like a continuation. I remember seeing it at the comic shop, but I didn't pick it up. But it was by one of the big companies. I want to say it was either Boom or... I think it was dynamite because they seem to be doing all the big they licensing to be things. The license stuff, yeah. yeah, and it looked interesting and all, and the art looked really good and everything. But the problem was, I mean, strictly judging a book by its cover, I saw the cover to issue one, and it looked like it picked up right from where this one just suddenly cuts off at the end. And 
you know, as as curious as I am, that would ruin it for me because I really do think that it was all cyclical. You know, that it was it was headed right where the doctor said it was headed with with him. He was he was going to be stuck in this permanent psychosis and and just wind up like a mental vegetable. You know, after he saved the planet, kind of thing. I just I like to think that that's how it went. I don't I don't want a sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no need to it. Everything it needed to say, it said. There's nothing more you right. can say to it. It's it's oh, it's so self-contained. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that was a lot of fun. I really yes. enjoyed. It. I enjoyed I... that, and I promise you won't be hearing many more Arnold impressions. I got a lot of it out of my system <laughs> tonight. I have no idea what the next one will be, so uh, turn in next month. <laughs> tune in next month, and you'll find out along with us. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, come back next Monday and listen to Star Wars Monthly Monday. It's a good one. You can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode. With your message read in the show's opener, it's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com, please be aware that if you use the Amazon.com link located on our website, www.2TrueFreaks.Libson.com, 2 True Freaks will receive a referral bonus for any items you purchase. There is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever for doing this. All proceeds go directly toward keeping new episodes of all your favorite 2 True Freaks affiliated podcasts rolling and it really helps us out. So please, use our Amazon.com link anytime you plan to visit Amazon.com. Welcome to Amazon. I love you. <laughs> Visit our website at 2TrueFreaks.Libson.com. 2 True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email 2 True Freaks directly at 2TrueFreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. Dumbass. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. 
If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks. And this is your Uncle Don saying goodnight. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards. Well, this is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this is me on the screen here, riding towards the camera. Maybe there is something else in right. me. How uh, futuristic in those days it was to have a big screen. And now, we are in the future. Ow, that hurt. And mutants we have. I mean, later on we will see some extraordinary mutants. She was a cutie. It was a great scene because she's trying so hard for me not to see the news. Here, this is my job. I'm a construction worker. See, right now he knows that he has, he has gotten to me, that I'm now interested in that. This scene is unbelievable because my frustration about this taxi cab does not understand where I want to go. Yeah, there was uh, the bug that was inside my nose. This is a wonderful scene uh, where I uh, come up to Mars as an old lady, as a fat old lady. Watch this. With the sweat running down, and that gives it away that he is afraid. And it is... That is acting, what he's doing. Yeah, he's acting, yeah. I love that line when I say he had considered it a divorce. Divorce, yeah. Yeah, great, great line. This is one of the famous uh, one-liners of mine. And here's the big the, ha- the hand. Now it goes into his body, right through his... He hears the sound, and he basically... The sound, he fi- yeah. And he finds out where it is. Yeah, and as he it's finds too late, out, it's it? too late, yeah. There's three breasts, huh? That's the one with the three breasts. Right. Oh. At this point, I think we we asked Sharon Stone basically to take part of her clothes off, but she was very timid here, remember? She, I mean, yeah, she makes a, a little thing there. <laughs> I think I took revenge in basic instinct, you know? <laughs> I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. It's amazing if you think about this movie has come out 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, longer, 15 years ago. No, no, 10 years 20 ago. 20 years ago. Oh, no, it's uh, 80, 89, isn't it? No, we made it in 89. Oh. It came out in 91. Oh, did it? Did 